Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast, where we cover all the steps and strategies to make your real estate dreams a reality. Now your hosts, Jason and Peely. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast with Jason and Feely. It is Multifamily Mondays, and as you just heard, we have slightly changed our name. Well, we've just we've just actually said the whole thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were uh, awakened up today on a Monday to say the entire thing out, the Real Estate Investing Foundation for the first podcast time. for the first time in over 135 episodes. episodes, being the 130. <laughs> fifth episode that we have here so yeah so we've done it we've said the entire name so we're we're there and welcome to multifamily monday so today we're going to talk about finding value in apartment investing yeah so i we've heard a couple people talk about this recently and it really strikes home especially right now for us basically looking at a lot of deals and having a hard time of having things make sense just based on price expectations and what people are just trying to get out of their property without really doing much with it. Uh, so we're still buying, right? We're still being very conservative on our numbers, but what we're looking for is we're looking for other ways outside of the box and not really outside of the box, but just other ways besides just ultimately assuming that we have to increase rents where we can make this property perform better. Uh, that can be with you know, just doing a water savings program where we're, if where it's a master meter property or being able to submeter units to be able to uh, split off the utilities to tenants. Uh, there's points where you could just as simply start adding in application fees or pet fees or even put in a moving fee um, instead of doing a non-refundable deposit. There's opportunities to now add value. Maybe um, you're a class A property, you can do a trash valet, or uh, you can start building some outside, outside space and put little fences that you can now rent out uh, at a higher premium per unit because you give people their own outdoor space. And putting in amenities that are going to drive um, certain dynamics of your culture. Maybe you have a, um, a rec center that you're able to perform and put a playground in that you're going to just welcome more families because you're in a good school system. How can you basically transfer your property to make it perform better? Uh, a few things that actually stood out that I heard recently, which were actually by Alex Rodriguez of all people, the, the baseball player, is that when he, he he's got the 5,000 apartments or some some just extraordinary number is he, he does a few interesting tactics is when he takes on a complex, he gives away rent free to one to two police officers that he actually has them now live at the property free with the part that they're going to prop their police vehicle there uh, every time when they're when they're basically living there. And that's hopefully going to help curb the community and make the community feel more safe. Past that, he also gives rent free to a nurse. And the nurse, ideally, who will live there for free, just has to make known that she's there living at the community and she's able to help the community live and prosper better because knowing that they have that safeguard of having someone there on site who can actually help them when maybe they have um, some hopefully not too imminent uh, medical emergency, but just can help them across uh, just with anything that may come up, just help people feel safer within their community. So how can you create a better community, which ultimately can allow you to have longer retention rate? Because what can really kill properties here is that Sure, everybody wants to raise rents, but what happens if you have a property and the property is at 
$500 per unit per month and market it $700 a month. We're actually just talking with a, a friend of ours going through the same scenario now. And what they have to make the choice is, is are they going to just rip the bandaid off and they have a lot of month to month leases and just take everybody to market and probably have a massive amount of turnover and on that point have uh, a CapEx budget that's going to now need to meet that immediate turn uh, formula or are they going to try and nominally or slowly increase rents however they're still going to have some turnover because generally this this pool of renters maybe are not being managed correctly maybe they haven't been uh the the application process for this tenant uh base was not properly run as many property managers do so you may have more trouble now trying to collect as you're now renting on these people so even though you're getting a little bit more money you're still now having more problems because the tenant base itself is really not up to par what do you think I think that's all great information. Great information from Mr. Alex Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I wanted to add, like, I know the title of this of this episode is called Finding Value, but sometimes you won't be able to find enough value for your apartment to work. So don't make it up in your head. If the numbers don't work and you can't find the value, then maybe it's just not there and maybe it's mm-hmm. not the right property for you. Everybody's so excited. They want to get a deal yes. done. We always want to get a deal done, but these are not something that you're going to buy and then ultimately be able to get out of real quick because maybe you made a bad purchase decision. This is a large purchase. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you're taking on investors funds. So you, you want to be conservative in your numbers. Ideally, if you think your incomes are increasing, you're going to ha- your expenses are also going to increase as you're increasing your income. So Usually you don't have a scenario where you're ultimately just gaining or able to push rents up $100 or $200 a month without having some big jump in expenses at the same point because even though that the income was much lower, well, the property probably wasn't being run just as well as well. So your expenses per unit are probably showing a lot lower than they need to be to basically optimize this property correctly. Maybe they actually just haven't repaired anything for the last two, three, 17 years, and that may fall on you. Yeah, I mean, just make sure you do all your due diligence correctly and make value, find value where you can, but make sure your numbers work in the end. So how can we find out what this property should be doing? Who can we leverage and how can we ultimately help ourselves along with this process if we're not completely clear of what we need to be doing just if we do find a property and we think it has some potential who who can we rely on who can we rely on mm-hmm. you can rely on a property manager you can rely on reese data data from reese data from costar you can rely on uh community banks mortgage brokers mm-hmm. they know what's going to underwrite out per unit uh, you can rely on other local investors that you'll meet at RIAs to see how their property is performing. Uh, you can go on sites like Bigger Pockets, have a bunch of great data on there. Uh, you can look to a bunch of great investment communities out there that are that are really targeted for multifamily investing. And, and you can also rely on having a mentor or somebody help you along with this process just so you're not wearing 117 hats at the same time. Yeah. What are some good questions that we can ask for property managers? Um, well, you can actually make sure because one, one thing we're looking at right now is we're looking at an existing property that has an existing property manager that may or may not do be doing the best job. So what questions would we ask him? 
ideally, why are you not op op operating this property to its optimal performance would be and, my first question. And if, you know, say your numbers come out and they're like, you can raise the rent $100 by next year, why haven't you already done that? Sure. And if they're going to blame it on maybe the owner doesn't have the CapEx budget, then I'd want to see a pro forma for them. I'd want to see examples of possibly other projects or other properties that they have been able to do this type of turn and get this property managing efficiently. Uh, but I also, I would be hesitant to, to keep a property manager who hasn't been able to perform on a current property just because I, I would feel very conflicted to think that I'm going to be the reason that they can ultimately do that much better. Another question would be if you are vetting property managers is what is your current portfolio look like? If they have a thousand single family homes, we're probably not going to no. go with them. Although they may do a, just a wonderful job with single family homes. Ideally we're now becoming a big chunk of their pool and a lot of their focus is that going to have to go to our property because they're not set up for multifamily in the state. They're more targeted and allocated for single family homes. They may also be more expensive because that's kind of the fees they're used to from a single family perspective. We're going to be look for property managers that are versed in multifamily that have in-house construction that have, you know, multiple units under management, you know, depending on the type of points, 1,000 to 30,000, depending on the type of properties you are. So you're just going to be a speed bump and are you able to, going to be able to put you in their pool of properties and not really have to hire anybody to, to take on your property as well. What do you think would be some other scenarios that we would want to look at in terms of who would we want to bring onto our team to help us? Well, number one, you want to make sure you have your team sort of built out before you put your first property under contract, or at least have those people sort of in line. You have your lawyers, you have your syndication lawyer, you have, you have, your loan, broker, officers. your loan officers, yes. your, uh, your property management companies, uh, the partners are going to work with this. You've been talking to investors about the opportunities just because the timeline goes really quickly, really quickly. And you don't want to be stuck out of due diligence and having to close when you're still trying to put together a lot of these pieces. So area, team, then focus on properties and build it out from there. And don't forget to find the value. That's right. <laughs> well, this is Jason Peely for the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast. <sighs> oh, that's really loud and long. <laughs> one more time. Let's take it back. Okay, let's do it one more time. It's not live. It is live. Oh, it is live. Okay. <laughs> Again, this is Jason and Peely for the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We are so grateful. Bye now. Thanks for tuning into the REI Foundation Podcast. Check back next time for more awesome tips and strategies to launch your new you in real estate.